Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 49ers. Faithful UK podcast, the show. Uh, it's just me again tonight. Uh, today, it's actually we're recording during the day. This is going to be a weird one, Paul. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Gareth and Lee are again busy. Uh, Lee is uh, still a little sick. He's going to get better soon, I promise. Um, and Gareth is celebrating. Happy me. birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, and I'm joined by Paul, as you can hear. Hi, hi mate. How's you doing? How's you doing? You okay? Well, we could tease the listeners, Nadji, and say, because our double episode went so well, Gareth yeah. and Lee couldn't get back in, but all That's jokes right. aside, Lee's on IR, sounds like yeah. he's in a pretty bad way, and like you said, yeah. Gareth, we hope you're having a, a wonderful time celebrating your partner's birthday, and Nadji, before we start, Merry Christmas, buddy, because like, yeah, Merry Christmas this yeah. on a Friday during the day. I know, yeah, we Real have to, we, uh, we had to reschedule things around and try and stay fluid, and just it's a bit... Bit hard. I, it is very much possible that my daughter is going to make an appearance very soon. She's a dancer watching Paw Patrol. Uh, when that, <laughs> you never know when she's going to get fed up. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, this is the Ravens preview. Uh, I've seen plenty of stuff. I want to talk about this before we start. I've seen plenty of stuff, uh, articles and everything. Oh, this is the biggest game of the, of the year. Blah blah blah. Number one versus number one, and. A little bit like the Eagles game uh, a few weeks back. I'm just kind of like shrugging. Like, eh, we don't need to win this. We could win the next two and it would be all right. We could even just not win it and not win any game and be all right. So I'm not sure it's that big of a game in terms of record and everything. I think it is in terms of matchup because it's very possible that we play these guys again uh, in... Uh, in February, what do you think? Do you, are you excited? Do you think it's a big game, or are you just kind of like, eh, it's just week 15, 16, uh, and quite, we'll see what happens? It's, it's quite strange, actually, because doing the deep dive on the scout report that me and you do, obviously plugging into some of the Ravens articles, they're on the same page as what you've just said. They could lose this game, still win the next two, and wrap up the number one seed. And I think, given the fact that the NBA is normally the big hitter on Christmas Day. Um, I have a casual interest in the NBA, but I've got some friends who have shared the schedule. There's loads of games on. I think the fact that you've got the two number one seeds facing off on Christmas Day is what's adding to the hype. And, you know, let's make no bones about it. Lamar Jackson is probably one of the superstar quarterbacks in the league. So I can understand people getting excited. I'm looking forward to the game. I mean, we we keep saying Christmas Day. (laughs) 1.15am, Boxing Day start <laughs> Boxing Day, for us right. in the in the UK. Um, I'm sure, like most people's partners, family members, when you told them the time, I won't repeat what Tracy's response was, Nadji, but <laughs> I'll worry about that later. But I, I am looking forward to the game. But like you said, I think we're going into this one with the pressure off. We've done yeah. the hard work now. And yeah. similar to, I don't do English football, but last weekend was uh, Liverpool, Manchester United, and everyone at my work was talking about it, and it turned mm-hmm. out to be an absolute bar draw. I just That's hope right. we don't have something like that, you know, two yeah. good teams going up against each other, cancelling yeah. each other out. But then equally, do I want to shoot out? I, I don't know. I just want to kind yeah. of see a good game, no injuries, and then obviously yeah, we're going to get into it talk. in a moment about the key battles and everything. But I think I'm on the same page as you. I'm not classing this as the biggest game of the season at the moment. Yeah, and I think we talked about it last week when we won the West. I, 
you know, Gareth was saying, oh, it's not that big deal to win the division early and all that. Uh, not early, but the division and all that. And he's right. It, it's never about the division. Um, but this is what it allows you to be, to not have to worry about games like this down the stretch. Even the Week 18 games against the Rams will keep on winning somehow. Um might just not matter and that's just the relief of not having that 2019 <laughs> week 18 game where you have to win and something have to fall your way and everything it's so much easier to deal with in terms of preparing for the playoffs so yeah no i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a great game i'm sure of it it's two great teams the two best team in the nfl right now um it can and it's monday night you know it's always you know prime time and it's christmas i'm sure it'll be a little bit special but yeah i I'm not, I'm not disappointed that it doesn't mean that much. I, and if we win, it's great. But if we lose, it's not that. It's not the end of the world. Um, let's talk about the history corner. Lino being here, I'll, I'm going to jump on this. We've actually not have that much history. I'm going to put air quotes because obviously there's one game we need to talk about, <laughs> and I know that one still hurts to so many people. Um, but we've only actually played each other seven times in, since the NFL has been created, which is a really weird one. I think mainly because Baltimore wasn't the Ravens for quite a long time. It was the Colts before they moved to Indianapolis. Um, so I don't think it's a very old team, and that's probably why we didn't play each other. But seven times, and the Ravens actually uh, old the matchup five to two. Uh, so they really uh, usually beat us. Um, uh, notable matchups, the 2019 one, uh, we lost, I think. It was Jimmy Jimmy played a good game. I think it was quite, if I remember correctly, it was quite rainy. It was it a wet very, day, and I think they yeah. scored a field goal to win it. That's it, Justin Tucker won it. it was, uh, I've got the results right here. I can tell you Pretty exactly. Pretty sure Debo Samuel had a touchdown, yeah. and he did a lovely touchdown dance. We are in the white yeah. uniforms, and it was Debo's right. rookie year. So It was Debo's rookie year. We, yeah, they won 34-31, which was a bit of a battle. At the time, I think might have been the two best team. Um, sorry, 17-20. 34-31 was in 2013. Uh, yeah, so they hold they they hold the, the head to head. Uh, we've never really destroyed them. Uh, I think the the most amount of points we put on them was 38. The first time we played them in '96, uh, we won 38 20 that game, and they destroyed us 44 to six in 2003. But we just try to not talk about the 2000s damage around there. It's a sore subject. Um, I mean, not really a lot to talk about apart from obviously. The big game at the 34-31 in 2013 uh, with Cap, with Crabtree, Franco, Vernon Davis team. Um, I think that one is really still sore because we could have just won that game and we'd play a little bit better. I think they had the first half and then the show happened and then the power went out. If, if people remember, that was a bit weird. In New Orleans, the game was. Um, and then uh, we came out of that and we were dominating and Kaepernick finally found his legs and his receivers. And we were this very close of winning it, um, trying to pass the ball four times at the two or the three, wherever we were. When we had Frank Gore, we had Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker at the time. I think we could have scored a touchdown that we all know. It's, yeah, it's one of those. We run four times and people say you should have passed it. You pass it four times. People say you should have run it. It's the way it is. Do you remember that game? You Were you following the that's, team at the time? That's why I'm a, a, a Niners fan, Najee. So that year was the year I got into the sport. 
um, and I hung my hat on the Niners the Monday night game when Kaepernick first started against the Bears because my colleague was a right. Bears fan. And like you said, that was my first real Super Bowl experience, staying up till shoot with the clock, the light yeah, going right. off at half time, yeah, and was... not understanding the game as I understand it now, like you just said there in, in the end zone, like oh, looking back on the footage, give it to Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah, well, Frank. the next day I was walking to work with my Niners hat on and some teenagers heckled me and right. I got really defensive and I thought, you know, if you, you're arguing with strangers in the street, Nadji, about a team 5,000 miles away. You care. And <laughs> yeah, I've, I've right. been asked this question before between this one and the Chiefs one, which would I swap? I think I would keep the Ravens result personally for me before I don't get angry because I didn't want to be one of those NFL fans that kind of got into the T sport, support the Super Bowl winning champs. And then the journey I've had to where we are now, uh, like you said, I've got the Kaepernick picture behind me. And yeah, yeah, it's and equally a cheeky shout out because History Corner, we normally do players who've played for both. The first name that sprung to mind was Tari Smith because he had a hell of a Super Bowl game against us. And then when he came to us and we were terrible, he had a walk-off touchdown against the Bears. So I'm going back to my colleague at work. He was like, we can't even beat you when you're terrible. And I think it was a Blaine Gabbett throw at the sideline and Smith just burnt his way into Ooh, the I think end I zone. That. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. jumping around the front room because we didn't have much to celebrate that year. And I think that's, like you said, those little <laughs> moments. You know, we're having a fantastic season this year at Court League Owland. But you think the Ravens game and that they're the memories that spring to mind for me, buddy. Yeah. No, it's fair. I it's a fair question. Which one would you rather have? And I, I wouldn't have either because it wouldn't mean we'd be where we are now. Um, teams, you know, especially the Harbour team. I think if we win that Super Bowl, who knows? We might, we might still have him, uh, uh, and we we might still have um, GM. I can't remember his name now. Oh, uh, uh, bulky. Trent bulky. Bulky. Trent Bulky. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, would that change anything? No, because. Otherwise, you know, uh, the history and time works. We might not have Brock, we might not have CMC. And this season has been so good so far. Uh, I can't I can't change the path just to have a, a championship. It is what it is. It's sports. You win some, you lose some. Uh, yeah, players that plays for both teams. Quite a few. I think uh, Raheem Moster is one that I saw the list and I was like, oh. Uh, obviously, we forget that Raheem just traveled a lot before he came to us and became good he played one year for them clearly didn't stick around that long uh as you said tory smith didn't really do much for us uh one that i know lee uh, really enjoyed is anquan bolden of course yeah. played for them quite a bit played for us quite a bit so that's uh that's one that that sticks and i We've got Willis Need on the on the roster right now. He played for them uh, when they were good uh, back in the, back at the time. And then there's one one name that obviously, when we acquired them, uh, I think it changed the way we did things. And that's Juice Carl Juice Check. Uh, obviously started his career uh, at the Ravens before he came here to us. He's kind of like I think he's more of a Niner than a Ravens now, but he's pretty much associated with both team. Um, I think that's about it. No, Ray Ray Armstrong. I'm sorry, people. I know, I know that's the name you want to hear. Uh, but I think of all the the names uh, that I've had a look at here, that that's the ones uh, that jumped to the page and yeah. and kind of uh, link our team. Yeah, not much to say. It's weird that some teams we play so many times and and we've only played them seven times in about thirty years or so. It's quite interesting. Um, Let's move on to some scouting. 
Uh, let's do defense first, since I've talked so much for so long now, <laughs> and I forgot to pull up the uh, the dev chart. So let me give me a second. I'll do that. If you want to take it away, I'll just pull it on the screen whenever. Yeah. You so can. for those people listening, we always forget this. So on the YouTube show, yeah. Nadji's going to pull up the depth chart. So don't worry, we will try and uh, vocalize so you can visualize in your mind. So for me, Nadji, the defense may actually be better than the offense. Now that's quite a shock, saying Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham, but you look at the rankings, some people have this defence number one, dependent on what metrics you use. Some people have them number two. Um, passing defence, they are the number two ranked. Rushing defence, number eight. So the no slouches on both sides of the ball. Uh, the talent, when I've been doing the deep dive, is unbelievable. You've got the depth chart yeah. there, Nadia. Before I go off, do you want to read some of the names out that you think people are going to be? I mean, the, the main one is Rokon Smith. Rokon uh, Smith is good. Yeah, I mean, he's... they've got... Uh, we all remember the, the Ravens. If there's one thing they do really well is defense. You know, the radio with the uh, Ed Reed. Um, yeah, there's a lot now that are very, very good. I think the entire secondary is excellent. You know, Carl Hamilton, second year, um, very good. Marlon Humphrey has been around for a long time. Marcos Williams, if he plays, be uh, around at New Orleans for a long time. Uh, to me, yeah, I think... I think you're right. Um, definitely Roquan Smith uh, did us dirty when we played the uh, the Bears that game. If he, I think if he hadn't been there, we'd probably win that game with Trey uh, back in the day. Patrick Quinn, really, really, really good linebacker out of LSU. Uh, and then the entire front, the entire defensive line is pretty good, I think. And they've also got, you know, people like Calvin Noy that used to play for the Patriots. Veteran, know what they're doing. Good winning Super Bowl people, you know, know how to win hard games. So, yeah, they've got a lot of good everywhere, uh, but I'll let you take uh, take it away. Yeah, I mean, also second-year coordinator, so Mike McDonald, very similar to Kyle Shanahan, and people are going to say, how are you comparing them to, Paul? When I've been doing the deep dive, Nadji, and I normally come in and say, oh, the player cover free, or the player this scheme, or the player nickel, McDonald moves the pieces around and I thought surely you can't get away with that every game and you go and look at the stats and he can because like you said there they're stacked across the board I mean I forgot Clowney was there and I'm going to get into him in a moment and I mean like I said he makes it a very complicated scheme especially if like me I'm fairly new to kind of doing these reports and if you don't want to take my word for it second year safety Kyle Hamilton who you've mentioned in a recent interview USA Sports today he said the same thing he said, our scheme is far too complicated for me to sit down and explain what it is. What we do, we put key pieces in positions to make plays. They're very good at disguising what they're going to do. They're very good at disguising the blitzes, which I've got a bit of breakdown. So like I said, there's been a lot of variety this year. And I can't sit here and say they tend to blitz a lot or they play this cover. What they do well, and that's why I mentioned Kyle Shanahan, the matchup against the opponent they're playing. So for example, we saw what Joe Burrows did against us. In week two, I was very surprised to see the the Ravens only blitzed him 11% of his dropbacks. And what they pretty much did, Nadji, was say, try and beat us. We're going to let you have the ball in your hand. We're going to beat you. The week later against the Colts, their QB room's not as stacked as the, the Bengals. They upped that rate to 51%. So it's not like when the Giants came into Levi's and me and you sat here and went, the Giants are just going to throw the kitchen sink at us. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with Brock because they tend to tailor it against the quarterback's weaknesses. And all jokes aside, we know Brock doesn't have many weaknesses. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I mean, what I think 
you've mentioned it there. You've took the storm my thunder a little bit. The secondary is what concerns me because we know Brock likes to operate in that intermediate part of the field. We know he's added the deep ball, but I'm, I wonder whether the Ravens, Nadji, are going to try and sit and dare him to throw. And I would say this is probably Brock's toughest test against one of the top-ranked defences. And I think that's why people are excited. You know, we, we all know about the MVP talk. If he can go into this game, he can torch a secondary as good as this one and he can beat Lamar Jackson. That might put the MVP discussion to bed for some people. Um, and what also is different in the secondary, each of their primary safeties has played double-digit share of snaps in the box as a free safety in the slot. And I got that from Pro Football Focus. And I thought, that just shows how versatile they are. They're not just sitting. He is moving them around a little bit. Among the 10 players who've gotten at least 100 snaps on the defensive line, as you've mentioned, and you're going to chuckle at some of the pronunciations, Clowney, Adafi, Van Noy, Robinson, Harrison, they've almost been exclusively used on the edge. But when you look at their individual stats, they haven't got one superstar rusher that is going to be, you know, he's got 10 sacks, 20 sacks. And I mentioned Clowney, because if you look at his stats, Najee, he's actually having quite a quiet year. But when you watch the game tape, the eye test, he's actually yeah. having a better year than you'd give him credit for. And I think he's close to as many sacks as he's had in previous years, which, you know, when he was at the Browns, he was pretty much a force to be reckoned with. The other five, Maduki, Pierce, Washington, Jones, Brent Urban, they've lined up in multiple different gaps on at least 20% of their, the snaps. And this type of versatility on both the front and the back end is what makes me a little bit worried going into this game, to be honest with you, buddy. Like I said, it disguises um, the rotations. They're one of the best at confusing opposing quarterbacks. I went back and watched the Jags game. Trevor Lawrence did Trevor Lawrence things. He fumbled the ball a couple of times. They actually had quite a lot of yardage, but when they got to the red zone, Nadji, they just got the front door shut on them. And I'm not saying Brock is bad compared to Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying it's something to be aware of. Do you think I'm going down the right path for you, buddy? I know I'm doing a lot of talking at the moment. It's all good. It's all good. As I said, I'm keeping an ear on my daughter. She's yeah. singing at the top of her lungs. I'm so wondering what's going right. on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. They very versatile they're very good at everything they do except one thing which is a, they're very much a carbon copy of what we do um and they're not that good against the run surprisingly enough yeah, uh, d- despite facing you know one of the best qb runner of all time i would say um it's it's a little interesting so i mean to me that means that means one thing and if if we can rely on cmc and jordan mason come on kyle you can do it um <laughs> to to run the ball effectively or even just having like some kind of a screen game or you know having debo taking part in that and keeping them off their toes and not knowing what's coming and being able to run the ball effectively i think that's going to be absolutely key for us to contain this defense i agree that if we have to get into a a shootout put the ball through the air and it's not that i don't trust brock in not doing that but i think they have a chance of making game-changing plays um especially with that backhand but it's exactly like our secondary uh they can just pick that ball out of the air very easily if you give them the chance and uh, that comes into my second point i think they're extremely well coached despite having a second year coordinator the, the ravens have had a 
great yeah. coach defense for a long time now and that's kind of the staple of what they do exactly like what we do um but i think discipline is going to be absolutely key and i i think whoever makes the least mistakes in his game on offense not just on defense but on offense uh is probably going to end up the winner uh, i would imagine the turnover battle is going to be absolutely key and brock's going to have to keep the ball off their hand and uh, we're going to have to keep the ball off the ground um if we remember the you know the browns game which i think the browns have kind of tried and copy what the ravens have done as well with their defense yeah uh, when we put the ball on the ground that's one of the reasons we struggled in that game uh, we just couldn't really uh if you if you lose a turnover battle it's a lot harder especially against a defense like this but uh, yeah i think um i think it's a good it's a good analysis and i agree with what you say they've they've got superstars everywhere Apart from maybe on the D line, I think they're very complete on the D line. Uh, but Madubike is getting there slowly, uh, being one of those guys. I think he might have been in double digit sacks now. I was very close to it. Um, Nothing yeah, took off when I was doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like all you very said, close. You mentioned Brock before we move on. I made a note to say that from the game tape pass on that You need to be sharp. You need to be mm-hmm. quick. You need to yeah. key in on the different looks and the blitz packages that they're going to show him. And you're right. Yeah. When they're in nickel, which is five DBs. I'm learning. I'm learning the lingo. They're actually 23rd versus the run. And I've made a note to say to you before we did the offense, I think this is where Kyle needs to attack, like you've said. I also think we could see a lot of three receiver sets from us. Like you said, put Ayuk, put Samuel, even put Kittle together on that one side. Can you imagine the defense again? What are them three doing lined up together? And I think Kyle might need to be creative. uh, And even though we haven't played the Ravens very much, I'm sure most people like me, when you think of the Ravens, you're right, you think of a top defence, don't you? Harbour has been there for what seems forever. And I just think it surprised me how well they've been playing, but there is still weaknesses. And when you've got the number one offence like we've got, I don't want people to think, oh God, Paul's been a negative Norman, because <laughs> I'm not, and we'll get onto that later. But I think we've covered the defence, buddy, if you want to move yeah, on I to think the so. I, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to take a game where... Maybe we need to need to see a little bit more of Jawan Jennings um, and and definitely a little bit more of Kittle. And and we didn't talk about him in the review last week, but Hayuk's gonna have a it's gonna need to have a better game than he did against the Cardinals. I know the two catches that he uh, didn't catch were very hard to to do so, especially the long one, which probably would have been a touchdown. That was a hard catch to make. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna need to see more of everyone uh, to keep them because. We need to make them guess what we do rather than let them impose what they do on us. Otherwise, we're, it's going to be a difficult game for us. Uh, we have the pieces, we have the talent, and we have the weapons to be able to do that. Uh, I have no doubt that you know we can do it. Uh, yeah, it's a good test for, for Brock. He's essentially just still kind of a rookie, right? Still in his almost first year or second year kind of kind of it's, it, He's going to get things thrown at him that he's never seen before, and it's going to be a good test for me. I'm looking forward to see how he responds to it. And even if he fails at it, I don't think it means he's not MVP. Uh, I think it's I think it's a great time to play this team and learn the game uh, on a different level. Uh, that's what prepares you for the playoffs, because that's the kind of team you're going to play then. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great breakdown. Thank you. Uh, let's, let's move on to the offense. Um, well... <laughs> Same again. I think they can do everything really well and they can decide to run the ball 40 times a game uh, and that can be Gus Edward or Lamont Jackson. You don't really know. Or that could, they could 
well past the ball as very well because they've got Rashad Batman or their OBJ and uh, their flowers. Uh, the rookie was having a sensational uh, season. It's possible he might get rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year. It's possible. Um, but yeah, they're playing really, really well. Very strong line. People that have been there, uh, not that long, but very strong people. Linda Baum was a first round pick. Uh, it looks like they might miss Ronnie Stiley. And I think that's, I think it's very important to, to point that out. Uh, all pro t- left tackle. It's a bit, if they miss him, it's a bit like us missing Trent Williams. It's going to make that left side of the, the, the ball, uh, the line a lot weaker and they're going to struggle running to that side. The problem is they can rely on the RPO, uh, run pass option people. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, it's those plays where Lama Jackson's got the ball in his hand and he's reading a defender and what depending what that defender does, he can either give it to Gus Edward, the running back, or he can pull the ball and run on the outside. So once again, I think discipline is going to be very impos- uh, important, but that usually happens to the right side of the line because that's the front side of Lamar Jackson. He's a right-handed quarterback. So yeah, they can they can absolutely destroy us in a run game, and I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to try and do because the Cardinals did take advantage of us uh, in, in our area. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. They, they also have uh, a tight end. I know they lost Mark Andrews uh, a few weeks back. Uh, he's on IR and season is done. But uh, Isaiah Likely has been taking his spot and then some. Uh, and, and Lamar Jackson, it might, it might be his favorite target, I would say. Big guy in the middle, big tight end. So I think Fred and Dre uh, have their work cut out for them in that game uh, I don't know what you think but I can tell you Fred's going to have to play a lot better than he did against the Cardinals if we want to have a chance to beat them uh, if we want them this game not to turn into a shootout Yeah, you mentioned Lamar Jackson which I think most people tuning in are aware, um, he's the number one in the NFL Najee in scramble percentage no surprise there, like you said run heavy, a lot of play action mixed in there, what's been surprising this year is Lamar's been better with the ball in his hands and Fred Warner's podcast cheeky plug out to Fred because we know he's a friend of the show uh, been <laughs> absorbing all that content um, when we were doing the live the other night someone chimed in that they were, they were jumping off Nadji because uh, Fred Warner was going live with Jerry Rice now if that's a reason for someone to not listen to your show I'll, I'll take it but that's Warner was talking about how impressed he's been with Lamar Jackson he was saying that what it means at the moment they've been the number one scrambler is about 12% of his dropbacks, he scrambles out of the pocket. So like he said, he needs to be better. Dre Greenlaw needs to be better. We need to employ that mush-rush plan that we did against Jerlin Hurts, basically, don't we? Yeah, to keep him from scrambling out that, against yeah. the pocket. And I wonder if we do see a similar game plan. Um, you, you've mentioned some of the names there. That's why I chuckled when I said maybe the defence is better than the offence, but they've got quite a good offence. Yeah, um, they do. 15, Aglahar, he's a veteran presence in there. He's had a better season, like you said. Odell Beckham came in for big money on a one-year contract. And you know, sometimes in prime time, he can pull it out the bag. He's not the same Odell Beckham as he was a few years ago, but he's still someone we need to be aware of. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Lamar play, buddy. Me and you are fans of the NFL. We love seeing good teams play. And I'm glad you started with Lamar Jackson because I'm just looking forward to seeing him play. 
Yeah, I was going to get to Lamar in particular a bit more because obviously you don't win the game if you don't somehow contain him or force him to make mistakes, uh, just like you do with any good quarterbacks in this league. And he's definitely a good one. Uh, he was the MVP in what 2019, was it? Um, when he when beat us that year, even though we went to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Uh, the Jalen Hurts defense we put together is going to be one of the reasons, well, the things we need to try and do, which means we're going to rely again on our secondary to hold on for as long as possible, because we're not necessarily going to rush uh, Lamar Jackson straight out. It's going to be more of a containment, and then we all get there at the same time, but keeping him in the pocket as much as possible. Uh, very difficult to do. <laughs> he's very good scrambling and he's very fast. Um, it wouldn't surprise if somebody like Dre is tasked to spy on him and follow him everywhere. So if he does escape, we'll have uh, somebody chasing him and uh, having an angry Dre Greenlow chasing you the whole game must be not super fun. On Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas Day, yeah. Because you know that if he catches you once, it's uh, it's going to hurt a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the plan. Um, hopefully Mooney, uh, Mooney Ward, Ambry Thomas, Demo, Brown and Gibson can put a good shift in and uh, maybe reeled in a couple of picks because I think that, again, I think if we can make them do mistakes by... Uh, by keeping them off their game plan, especially when they drop back. I think the run game is going to be difficult to stop, no matter what. Uh, with the injuries that we have, we can talk about that in a second. Um, but if we can keep them on the back end, just like we did the Eagles, having Jalen Hurts scrambling around for five, six, seven seconds, and then eventually running out of bounds, I think we're in for a, for a good game for us. Uh, Difficult, easy to for me to say. Sat here, <laughs> you know, uh, but I think that's going to be the the game plan. Uh, yeah, uh, it, if we want to stop that that running game, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, Harry Campstead is still not practicing. Hargrave apparently showed up, as you said to me earlier, uh, at practice, but did not practice. And Kalia uh, Davis, unfortunately, is back on IR. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that maybe we're just never going to see fully. Uh, he seems to be injured. Quite a lot, quite often, uh, yeah, which a is shame, a shame. It? Hopefully, it feels better soon. Uh, but yeah, it, I think if we're missing Armstead and Hargrave again, it's going to be a very tall order for us to keep them uh, not running the ball on us and keeping the ball. But luckily, if we flip back, if we can get on the field and score big play Brock, uh, score really quick touchdown, they're not going to be able to run the ball all that much. So... It's, it's, I think it's going to be a battle, you know. Do you and... not think um, Jackson's better than Hurts, though, in the passing game when you look at the numbers? Because, you know, Hurts tends no. to be your runner first, and a lot of people say Lamar is. But when you look at the numbers, Nadja, I mean, Shanahan yeah. said himself, they're passing more than when we last played them. And Jackson's quite similar to Brock within, you know, his in rhythm and his timing's pretty good and his connection with the receiver. Yeah, no, that's no, what's no, impressed absolutely. me. I think, I, think, I think he is. He might be a better passer. I think he's taller than Jalen Hurts. Uh, and he's he's been in a league longer. He's developed yeah. a little bit more than Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, I, it's possible. I think he's got better weapons too. Uh, Hurts only has uh, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. Dallas Goddard was missing. You know, it's he's got OBJ and Rashad Bateman and Zay Flower and Aguilar, as you said. I can, you know, certainly have a good game. And Isaiah Lakely. It's it's a lot easier when you go for five weapons rather than two. Um, but I think I think our secondary is up to the task. Um, I don't see why um, 
we can win this game on defense. It's definitely going to take a good game. Again, good test because this is the kind of teams we're going to have to play uh, in the playoffs. Uh, and if we want to win those games, it's a good test against it, uh, especially if the game doesn't actually matter all that much. But yeah. You mentioned something earlier which I wanted to circle back to. It's like Nadji. Me and you have been doing these shows for years now, buddy. When I first started, I'll be the first to admit I didn't know much. And I always used to credit the work with yourself, improve my knowledge. And you used to challenge me. And off air, you used to say, go and watch this game or go read this article. And you mentioned the turnover battle. Now, the 49ers lead the NFL in turnover differential this year. Second straight season at plus 13. So with the most takeaways at plus 25 and the fewest giveaways, that is a recipe for success in this league. And you've exactly. mentioned that could be key. I know a lot of people tune in are probably going to say whichever team establishes the run and they're going to be correct. And we'll get into that in a minute. But the turnover battle, you'll hear familiar phrases on the show. The eye test, the turnover battle, not making mistakes. But like you said, this is the fine margins of the NFL. And this is why I think people are excited for this game, buddy. I mean, I'm confident we win that looking at the offense here and looking at our defense, Mooney Ward. Seems to be coming into form at the right time. Do you think Ward will play in zone, or do you think he'll be tar- Do you think he'll be put on man of Jackson's favoured target? You know, like we've seen him a bit more this year. Do you think we're just going to kind of stick to? What no, we do I best? think we're going to do what we did. I, I know Mooney followed DK a little bit, but he didn't follow him on every play. And I think Ambry Thomas has showed that he can cover pretty much anybody. The problem is they don't have a true number one. So it's very difficult to know where they're going to go. They can pass it to anyone. Anybody can have a good game, including OBJ. Um, so, uh, no, I think we're going to play what we do. You know, a lot of man sometimes, cover free sometimes, and try and confuse them and try and keep everything in front of us. The one thing we definitely cannot allow is the big play. That's That kills you. And, and yeah, try and take advantage of opportunities to turn over the ball and even I think maybe we got a taste of it now get some scoring defense you know because that absolutely helps uh, a ton uh, to to shift the momentum your way if it's not going your way or just cement you know uh, a win I, I think it's one of those games where pos- the number of possession you have is going to be crucial and um, if we can maximize every single possession and shorten theirs by turning the ball over, uh, it, it'll definitely be a, a good battle for us there to win. Um, yeah, I, it's always the case anyway, especially more so in games like that where the margin are even smaller than they usually are. Uh, now, but yeah. We're, we're missing Gareth, and we know yep. Gareth likes to talk defense, Nancy. You're going to smile. Do my homework. There's a stat that you're going <laughs> to love here. So in the three losses this season, where the Ravens have allowed three or more sacks, they tend to lose the game. If they keep the sacks on Lamata two and under, their record's favourable. So the reason I mentioned that is we talked about the Eagles game plan and we didn't really put the pressure on Hurts. We didn't really sack him what the plan was to contain and make him throw. I'm wondering whether Wilkes is going to stick to that, but maybe let Bosa hunt if you've got Greenlaw. You mentioned it, and for people who were new listening, when you said Greenlaw's going to be kind of the robber or the spy. I don't know whether we need to clarify, because I knew what you meant, but a few years ago, I wouldn't have known what you (laughs) meant. So we've talked about trying to bring certain things to light for newer people in the group. So I thought that might be a nice subject to explain what that is. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's that's a good point. Uh, A spy is essentially a player that just uh, locks on to usually the QB 
um, follow his eyes, follow his feet and his uh, his hips, and just goes where he goes. Um, basically, you just decide to defend with ten, and <laughs> that eleven player is basically one on one with the quarterback. That's that's what it is. Um, it's very difficult to do because you're quite far away, and then they tend to it, if the guy drops back, you're essentially defending on. 10 on 11 and so it's it's very difficult but yeah, that's what a spy is it wouldn't surprise me if on on our uh, zone plays we will have a spy and yeah we can definitely let uh, Bosa chase or young chase uh, a mile to the end of the earth hopefully and to get him uh, rather than contain him it's it's a difficult again it's one of those damn if you do damn if you don't Lamar is good enough to make you miss and pull up exceptional play out of the bag and no matter what you do it's very difficult to stop that um you can try and guess what he's going to do but that's never good it's never a good idea i think staying sound and contain him like we do with hertz is probably the safer option but yeah i agree putting a little bit of pressure especially we're playing at home with the crowd if we can get the crowd on our side the stadium loud get him uncomfortable uh there's a way the game could go our way. But, uh, they've usually, when they've lost game, they've, it, all their games were pretty close. When they win, they tend to get away with it. So I think battling is not something they're not maybe used to do as much. Uh, they're in a somewhat weaker division this year, I, I would say. No, I would, um, I, would, I would agree with that. I mean, I know the Browns are... But, the Browns, the Steelers, and like you said, we talk about teams in our division, and you look at the Seahawks not set up against us. You were right, the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens, they're all very similar with their schemes. Another thing that people need to be confident about, no surprise, Najee, we are the number one red zone offense in the NFL. We've converted on 69% of our trips to the red zone. Nice. However, the Ravens defense is a stat I had to mention. Uh, they're number two on the red zone defense in the NFL, and they've only allowed touchdowns on 38% of their trips. Now, apparently, the last top four red zone defence we faced, me and you were there against the oh. Buccaneers. And wow. we were two well. for four on trips to the red zone that day. Now, when I read that, I thought, I felt like the game was a bit easier. And it goes to show sometimes you shouldn't just go off the stats. You, know, you go off the eye test and you go off the, the rhythm of the game. You mentioned being loud. Henry Lawrence, don't worry, buddy. I've got you down. So, 49 a faithful UK member. He's currently on his way to San Francisco. He's got nice. his flag. He's got his patches. He will be in attendance on Christmas Day. So we oh. expect you to take up Nadji's challenge of being loud because when that oh, yeah. defence is on their field, we need to be behind the boys. So I'll cheeky mention to Henry there, Nadji. Oh, you had to. Had to. Yeah, <laughs> great. Great to see. Uh, it's great that. Uh, that's the game I would have gone and see because usually if I go to San Francisco, I go this time. It's cheaper and all that. Uh, yeah, cool. That's great. I think we've done scouting enough. Um, and I think it's time for the, the business end of this podcast it's the score prediction unless unless you've got anything else to say uh i think we've hammered the point down again no mistakes <laughs> i think we'll be all right uh let's do the uh let's do the podcast prediction yeah when you load that no we, we, we i think people have noticed that what we've decided to do this year people is not just come on and talk about how great our team is because we all know yeah. that we're all we'll do that in the review yeah and we do that in the review but this is the one so public disclaimer Gowland isn't boycotting the show because of this section. <laughs> However, as Nadji keeps saying, just predicts betterly. Just predicts better. So, because we're recording at a weird time and we're still missing two people, we've had the, the predictions from Lee and Gareth. Uh, usually, the 
people at the top would go first, so it's a little fairer, but uh, I guess it is what it is with the way uh, Christmas is shaping up and disease and all that kind of thing. So Lee's predicted a 24-21 victory. So one of those nail biters, I guess. He didn't say if it was a, a moody field goal to win it or something, but that, that could certainly be a game of like that. And uh, that would be good to see uh, to Jake Moody do that because uh, he hasn't had the chance. And I mean, the one chance he had, he missed it. So that would, that would be good to see. Um, Gareth has predicted a little bit more different, a 33 to 24 victory. Uh, I like that. I think that's pretty bold putting 33 points on that defense, but certainly possible. Um, and I kind of agree with him. Uh, I think at home, I think Brock, the way he's cooking, I think the team we have, it would be very difficult not to score 30. Uh, for the people that do that kind of thing, uh, the over-under, yeah, I had it, and I don't know where it is now. I think it was 47. 47 it? Yeah, that's right. Sorry, 47. And we are five and a half point favorite, which is a lot. Uh, I know we play at home, so that's an extra three points. Usually, three-point swing. So, yeah, I, I think the Ravens are going to be a little bit annoyed at that and maybe that'll just try and prove everybody wrong uh but five and a half it's quite a lot uh i'm going to predict a 35 to 28 victory uh for the 49ers i think i think the way we're playing that's makes sense i think the way they're playing 28 points makes sense too if the cardinals can do it the Ravens definitely can. I think it's going to be one of those games that's just entertaining and we're going to score Tejan on last position and win it. Well, you all can. three of you are incorrect because I am the only one with a 100% prediction on one of the games. <laughs> Get that in on the Christmas special. So, nice. Naji, I'm going for a 49ers win. No surprise. Uh-huh. And I think surprise. we're going to win 31-17. to 17. I don't think Ooh. it's going to be as close a game as, as people make out. And I've got my breakdown for the Baldies in a minute, but lock that one in, buddy. Thirty-one to seventeen, the Niners are going to win. On I mean, uh, I would, I would be happy with that for sure. That's a that's a good score. It's an easy win, easy, easy win. Uh, okay, Baldies. I think uh, Gareth sent his. Uh, if you want to go with yours, at the time I find his, cause yeah, I yeah. Wrote them down and uh, don't know where. So, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, people. I'm going to say Brock Purdy has a game where he throws for two touchdowns. 250 yards, zero interceptions. I'm going to tell you that the four touchdowns that we're going to score, CMC's getting two of them, Debo's getting one, Ayuk's getting one, and Jake Moody continues to add to his points total, Nagy, because he is the top-scoring rookie in 49ers history. Nice. Thought I'd throw that tidbit in there. So that's where my 31 points come to. I think we win the turnover battle 2-0, to zero, and your boy Fred gets at least one. Yeah. Okay, so you've stolen my thunder. Uh, I found I found Gareth. <laughs> Gareth's uh, body. He thinks it's going to be a kettle game. Uh, he said two touchdown and 120 yards on less than five catches, which I think is really really bold. So that means one big play in there at least. Two touchdown from George. Would love to see that. Uh, my ball prediction. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Uh, after the game Fred had last week, he's going to be annoyed. He's going to want to rebound, and he's going to get two picks. One of those is going to be a pick six. I think our defense scores again, uh, just warming up for the playoff. And the 35, I think that always helps to get that high. Um, 
And I don't know on offense. I think CMC is up for a big game. I don't think they can stop him. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he gets more than 150 yards rushing. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. I know I've mentioned it on the last pod, but Brock is very close to breaking quite a lot of uh, records. He's in top 10 passing already for the nine, in Niners history. And he's only 500 yards away from uh, catching up Big Joe. Um, at 4,200, I think is the the number, and I, he's really not that far off. So uh, I'll definitely be looking on the yardage from Brock. Uh, three games to go, he can definitely do it. Uh, that's it. Lee didn't send anything, uh, Baldy's wise. I think he'll be bold enough if he can get a score right. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, buddy. You, you you get better. I will stop picking on you when you come back. Um, I did announce it to everyone. I've got a little surprise for everyone, uh, which I will announce, hopefully in a review. I will announce it when everybody's on the show, otherwise it's not super fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, after Christmas, that'll be great. And uh, I will do that. So that concludes this, I think. Any PSAs? Obviously, super late game, 115, 120 kickoff. Boxing Day, Tuesday, Monday night, however you want to see it, Tuesday morning, Monday night. Uh, so I'll definitely watch this game because why not? <laughs> Discord will be rolling, I'm sure. It usually is a blast at that time of the night. Uh, people can start losing. Uh, they're going a bit crazy with booze and Might excitement. Be and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially with Christmas going. Uh, we'll all be super cheery. Um, let us know what gift you get. In the, in the comment, I'm going to drop yeah. this tomorrow, so that's before Christmas. Let us know uh, what you think of the game. Are you are you scared we can lose and it matters or not? Are you on the same page as us? I think it's a great treat. It's a great gift from the NFL. We'll just take it. Uh, apart from that, I think that's it. The only thing I was going to say is next week, the next show is probably going to be a double. I don't know if we'll record two in a row or if we'll do one one smashed up into two we'll do uh raven's review commander's preview probably thursday i think uh so bear with us next week for the review of this game and i think that's it all i wanted to say was for, if you're not watching the game live switch your notifications off don't jump in the group you can't get across at people for posting the group if the if we stayed up when you've watched it um yeah, like you said, Najee, Merry Christmas for everyone. Let us know what you get red and gold. I think I've broken the Pop Funko Maker, which was a huge <laughs> bit of fun. And I just wanted to say thank you to Martin Hughes for finding that. I think we've all had some great fun on that. And just want to say to everyone, enjoy your Christmas. Spend time with your family. Najee's put it out there. We, we, we've moved things around to bring you a show. We do appreciate everyone who likes and subscribes. We're so close to 700 subs on YouTube. So we we'll break people. that over this Christmas period. That would be Scribe. fantastic to quote Lee. And like you said, Najee, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in the Discord group. I think it's going to be good Christmas banter, win or lose. I think the season we're having at the moment, and, and like you said, do leave a comment, do share the tweets, do share the posts. We do appreciate it, and yep. um, I think we've done an all right job. Just to meet, just me and you. If I say yeah, so personally, it's all right. It feels, it feels a little different, but I think we we did okay. Lee and Gareth can tell us if they're not happy, they can do a show by themselves. Yeah, it goes. <laughs> Uh, until then, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, go Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart.
Chiller, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick with all students and Bill Walsh. Don't ever